Welcome to the Artichoke Heart Podcast, peeling back the layers to get to the heart of what really matters with your hosts, Maggie Butterfield, Ruth Harris, and Gretchen Peters. We're so glad you're here. Today on the Artichoke Heart, we are peeling back the layers on Christmas time. And today I am your host, Gretchen Peters, and my husband, Jason Peters, is here with me. Hello. Uh, yeah, so we're going to kind of do a bunch of stuff with Christmas. We're going to talk through um, family traditions, family values, um, family letdowns, because I think there is also a lot of hard things at Christmas. Um, especially, I, I was talking to someone recently and she said um, that feeling the day after Christmas is really hard on her, that it's like, Oh, that was really good, but it was so fast and then it's over. And so some of those kinds of things. And we're also going to talk about um, some of the truths of Christmas and um, what is good about it. And I know there's a lot of debating as Christians over what things you do or don't do with Christmas. So we're going to talk about a lot of those things. And we've got some funny stories to share, too. And so just all sorts of things. Uh, So, Jason, I think we'll kick it off with a few jokes so i have some jokes for you okay okay we'll see there if we you go. can solve them okay probably not but we'll try <laughs> probably not uh where do santa's reindeer stop for coffee come and go <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that uh, starbucks oh <laughs> that's very assumptive but okay what's every elf's favorite type of music Hmm, I'm trying to be clever here, but it's not working. <laughs> Jazz. It's, it's rap. <laughs> rap. Okay. All right. uh, what's the absolute best Christmas present? You. Aw, oh, that's I know. sweet. <laughs> uh, it is a broken drum. You can't beat it. <laughs> that one is really true, except for my son. On I think he was one and a half. He got a little drum set. And I have never seen a baby squeal like that with excitement. He was so thrilled. I was like, he's a definite future (laughs) drum player. Um, uh, What did Santa say when he stepped into a big puddle? Oh, I have no idea. It must have reindeer. (laughs) Reindeer? (laughs) Most of these jokes are the corniest things (laughs) ever. Um... What happens if you eat Christmas decorations? Oh, I had never thought about that. Uh, right. You get backed up. I don't know what. You get tinselitis. I don't know. Uh, okay. What do Santa's elves learn in school? Wrapping. Uh, you obviously have not watched the movie Elf. We need to do that again. Toy uh, they learn the elf a bet. I feel like with each joke, you're chasing our listeners away. No. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, probably true. So, so now that we told a few jokes, I have a story to share. So our story is about the Christmas that we had where rain came through our living room ceiling. It was a very, very interesting Christmas. So anyone else have this happen? <laughs> uh, so... Actually, it was about two years ago. Uh, It was December, and 
our little boy was two. Yeah. Such a great age, isn't it? Any parents out there with two-year-olds, God bless you. It's hard. <laughs> and we actually have three older kids, so we had made it past all of the toddler stuff. And then we had our little guy, and we're back in it. And so at two years old, he just started getting into all the things. And so one day I was down in the living room and talking, and all of a sudden there is like water coming through the ceiling. And like not a little bit of water, like a lot of water. It like was a huge circle and range just coming down. And I'm like, what just happened? And so I go running up the stairs and um, are upstairs. What Fox had done is he had taken all of my good makeup, the really good, expensive makeup. I think it's called Saint. Um, and he had put it into our sink, the bathroom sink, and turned the water on. So our sink was already stopped so that the water just came pouring over into the bathroom and then into our bedroom and then down through the ceiling. Well, well, and I was at work at the time. So you're trying to communicate to me what happened. And I'm sitting there going, oh, it can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's send me a picture. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it can was, be that bad. Yeah. And honestly, so over the next few weeks, first off, my husband's amazing because he spent so many hours with the insurance and getting all that figured out and calling the workers to come out and work. So it's Christmas too. You know how hard it is to find people to come and work for you? We ended up having some wonderful um, people that we know help us with patching it all up. And it ended up being where they had to put these huge fans all throughout our house. I mean, all throughout our house. It's like into the upstairs, into our bedroom, into, and they're loud. And yeah. If you've ever been in like an airplane hangar, it kind of sounds like that. Yes. All the time and warm. It was, and, oh my gosh. It was so hot. Yeah. For like at least like eight days, I think. They, they had, had to dry it out for a long time. Um, I mean, how did a little boy cause that much water in like no time? It was honestly, I mean, it couldn't have been on for more than. 10 minutes and it just dumped water everywhere and i was just like wow it's everywhere and so we had like sheets put up all through our living room too to keep the heat into that area and to work on the fans were on the walls trying to get the water out of the walls so that you don't get mold out of the floors out of the ceiling everywhere it was so crazy and we ended up working through this for i mean close to a month Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was drying everything out yes. and then them coming back out to find out what's salvageable and then having like carpet ripped up and flooring ripped up. I mean, the and... nice thing was we did get some work done. Our, oh, yeah. our bedroom yeah. flooring got changed to nicer flooring. Yeah. Um, we got our whole ceiling that kind of had some of the popcorn ceiling Replaced, redone. Yeah. So that was yeah. kind of nice. We actually added in a little bit of extra stuff. And so it, it ended up turning out really nice but finding workers at christmas time also meant that they came and went a lot mm -hmm. and yeah we could barely go into several of the rooms like our girls all had to sleep in one room and we it was just a mess and it ended up costing like ten thousand dollars before insurance so yeah. luckily insurance worked yeah and yeah it was an interesting season for us because 
we have this great story now that I I do like to tell people. It's a it's a funny one. There was a Christmas where our house was all just crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. but God was so faithful. I feel like the older we get, the more when those things come at us, like we just kind of are like, oh, God's good and life is good. And we'll now have a story and we'll work around this. Well, and it, it created some unique opportunities where we were kind of like sleeping together a little more as mm-hmm. a family and the, the kids were together more. And so it kind of did bring us together yeah. more than I thought it would. Yeah. And we had some friends that let us um, do one of our Christmas celebrations actually at their house when they were not home. And so there was just some fun little things like that where you're like, you know, people mm-hmm. are good and life is good. And so even through those Christmas um, letdowns or mm-hmm. hard things, yeah, there's so much beauty in the Christmas season. And so I, I love that about Christmas and I love how it brings people together and that even when things are far from perfect, you kind of think about being in the Home Alone movie and you're like, <laughs> you know what? It still felt like a nice Christmas moment. I know. And it's funny you mentioned Home Alone because I watched that differently. I'm like, you got left home alone. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> so bad, isn't it? You know, like. Oh, but that would be so weird. I, I'm like, there was no neighbors or friends that could drive over to check on little Kevin. <laughs> I mean, you had to make this big, you know, you had to create the you know, the drama in it. So you had to make it so nobody was able to help at all. So, yeah. Uh, So another thing with Christmas that has been a journey for us the last few years has been figuring out what parts of Christmas we value and Mm. which ones we don't. Because again, one of the things that I think has happened over and over again is that it just keeps getting more and more commercialized. So it's all about gifts and all about stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you have to think through, like, what values do we want to have as we celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I think as you get older, you kind of look look back on things and you're like, eh, maybe I should have done that differently. And, you know, you enter these seasons where you're looking at what you're doing and what you're teaching your children. Because mm-hmm. I think for us, we want to pass on good traditions to our children. Um, I remember being a kid and just wanting all the things I wanted and now that I look back, I'm like, I actually feel much more content with these simpler things, well, you know? When I saw it a little bit watching some different kids that we knew in our lives that, I mean, you could tell they almost just wanted to open the presents real quick and then go back to their rooms. There wasn't even, it was that kind of almost let down of after of like, well, it's over now. And, yeah. and all they had been doing was building up, waiting for these items. And then they were like, nope, I'm out. And so I think it's so important that, that every family kind of picks what traditions they Mm -hmm. want to have. I know we try to do different things like the day after Thanksgiving, we draw names and we do a family gift exchange on Christmas Eve, uh, just for us to get to spend that time as a family, Mm -hmm. uh, sharing in different people, giving to each other, it just makes it feel more connected. We also try to do things like our kids, they will kill me if I say this, but they've done little skits for us normally on Christmas Eve. They'll do funny song and dance or different little things like mm-hmm. that. So that's been a really fun memory. And they probably will think that I don't always think that because sometimes we're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's so fun. And we always read the nativity story on Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, and have them act it out and yeah. stuff. 
because so so one of the things for me we have studied the bible and actually think from our study that it's most likely that jesus was actually born um during sukkot or i don't even know if i'm saying that right sukkot, mm -hmm. i don't know yeah um, but so in the fall fe feast um time uh when it was the new harvest and stuff and we think that it looks like from the time period and how it describes things that he was most likely born around that time. Mm -hmm. But I think even though December 25th is definitely not accurate for when he was born, it's still nice to have a time to reflect yes. on his birth and on the gift that God gave us yes. uh, in a savior and to have that together. Yes. Yeah. I think that's super important, you know, cause yeah, I feel like sometimes we can get caught up in the legalistic part of it of, you know, whether this is actually his birthday or not. But mm -hmm. it, it is about taking the time to celebrate him and to celebrate what he's done. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I'll say one of the things that I've appreciated about you is that you like I feel like with our kids, especially as they get older, sometimes you you want to ask hey what do you guys think of this but sometimes it is just best to be like hey guys let's jump in the car we're gonna go look at christmas lights mm -hmm. or we're gonna go do this and i think they appreciate it well we're in a funny situation because our kids range from 16 to 4 mm -hmm. and so there's some things that i want to make sure to still do with our four-year-old that i think our 16 year old is already a little burnt out on and so sometimes it is encouraging them and saying hey you know, this is little brother gets to experience these things. Well, help well, help and he's, out. and he's so easy to please. He's like, I just want to go somewhere with mom and dad. Like he's as long so as easy. I, he wants to yeah. just take a car ride. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, yeah. He is seriously easy to please, but it's, it's awesome to watch like his face light up and yes. how much he just gets out of it. Yeah. I know we've gone and looked at lights for an hour and a half and then he's like, are we going to look at more? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're like, no, <laughs> we're good. We're good. But I love that. And I, I do just love so many of those special little things that you get to do. I think this time of the year makes you appreciate family time better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to know that you should slow down. I know for me personally, I've gotten invited to a good amount of Christmas parties and I'm really thankful for that with friends. But the older my kids get, the mm -hmm. more I'm, I want to be with my children and make sure that I give them the first of me and choose them over some of the other stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a balancing act because our society is so busy. It is. Sometimes, and I like to be busy, so I have to remind myself to slow down Yeah, and to enjoy it. Uh, another thing I want to talk about with kind of, so there we, we mentioned, you know, this wasn't actually Jesus's birthday. We sometimes have added Hanukkah stuff. And I like that because... It's not to replace Christmas for us, but it is to show that Jesus celebrated the feast mm -hmm. of, what is the actual name of um, Hanukkah? Is it the Feast of Lights or Festival of mm -hmm. Lights or the Feast of Remembrance, I think? I think so, Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so just to to show like, okay, why did Jesus celebrate this? Why, why did this holiday matter? I love mm -hmm. adding that into December. Yeah. Um, I just appreciate a lot of those things. And we have some friends who don't really love everything about Santa Claus and doing that stuff, which I do get. Mm -hmm. We're we're kind of 
balance on that, I think, because I, uh, yeah. I appreciate the story of St. Nicholas. I appreciate that he cared so much for other people that yeah. he went in secret to give to them. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of tried to teach our kids that yeah, the, version. The spirit of that, of what, what was going on there and why that was a good thing. And, and even more that it wasn't giving for gluttonous reasons. It wasn't just the commercialism he was giving to actually help them with their life. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of what we want our children to be seeing too, is, is what it feels like to give to someone who really needs it. Yes. Yes. It, it is a really nice thing when you find families that you can bless in a way that really is about what their needs are. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like meeting a need versus a want. It's like the the difference between that mm-hmm. is a big thing. Yes, and so I think, again, with legalism and stuff like that, I do understand why people make choices they make on this holiday. But I also think that we have to remember to not turn into Pharisees and judge mm-hmm. so much. That yeah. There's this balancing act that I've really struggled with because uh, I think sometimes we're too strong on looking for the negative and Mm -hmm. instead a lot of things we can reshape for good and for God's glory. Yeah. And so like that, like looking at St. Nicholas and his story and that is helpful to me so that it's not like, Hey kids, I I want you to know, you know, that all that's bad and wrong. I think Mm -hmm. taking the good out of things is helpful. And I think being willing to have that, you know, you know, that verse that talks about being willing to have a response to anyone who asks, you know, if somebody asks, hey, why do you do this? Well, this is why we do it. And we're not doing it to judge other people or to be better than other people. We're doing it because we feel led, you know, in this way to do it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like you said, you know, as you get older, you know, maybe your view changes or something is open to you. Mm -hmm. So, you brought up some scripture to me this year that was something that was a revelation to me that I had never really thought about. It was just mm-hmm. a new thought. Yeah. And so I don't know exactly how to lead into that. Should, should mm-hmm. I just hand it over to you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been studying a lot of, um, so I'm a member of a couple groups on Facebook that they dive into the scriptures. Um, one of the guys that leads, it's a scholar that's um, studied um, Hebrew and studied Greek and has basically done like a deep dive into um, all the language and what's going on there. And so um, the one that we were looking at actually had to do with the birth of Christ mm-hmm. and um, what's actually going on in the cosmos or in the heavens, uh, in the unseen realm. Um, I think Revelation specifically, we we like to look at Revelation and we like to see, you know, the beginning of it with the letters to the churches. And then we immediately in our mind, we think everything in Revelation is future. And it's mm-hmm. all about Christ's second coming. And it's all about stuff that hasn't happened yet. Um, but in studying some of this, it's interesting because we mentioned, you know, Christmas not being his actual birthday. Um one of the things that is postulated here is that in Revelation 12, the things that are going on in Revelation 12 are actually signs in the cosmos and the stars that are going on that are aligning. And so in some of that, it shows um, 
that his birthday may have been on September 11th because of when everything lined up and that they actually first off, let's just freeze for a second. Mm -hmm. Everyone right now knows what Mm -hmm. we think of September 11th as uh, I definitely, Mm -hmm. there's nothing concrete that says September 11th from what I know. Right. But it's an interesting thought because anything I think that God uses for good satan also kind of plays with and tries to take it yeah so that would be an interesting concept okay so so i want to read from revelation 12 um verses 1 through 9 and i want us to think about what is being communicated here um and then i have another thing i want to share too so starting with revelation 12 1 and then a great wonder appeared in heaven there was a woman who is clothed with the sun the moon was under her feet She had a crown of 12 stars on her head. The woman was pregnant. She cried out with pain because she was about to give birth. Then another wonder appeared in heaven. There was a great red dragon. He had seven heads with seven crowns on each head. He also had 10 horns. The dragon's tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and threw them down to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was ready to give birth to a baby. He wanted to eat the woman's baby as soon as it was born. The woman gave birth to a son. He will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. But her child was taken up to God and to his throne. The woman ran away into the desert to a place God prepared for her. There she would be taken care of for 1260 days. Then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back. But the dragon was not strong enough. He and his angels lost their place in heaven. He was thrown down out of heaven. The giant dragon is that old snake called the devil or Satan. He leads the whole world the wrong way. The dragon with his angels was thrown down to the earth. And so in in the stuff I was studying, he says, you know, back, back when the Bible was written and there was a lot of looking up to the stars and using the stars, not just for navigation, but also they believed that the stars could communicate things that might be happening. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually looked at all of the figures in this story, the dragon, the woman, the child, and all that, those are actually constellations and mm-hmm. things we can point to. And so another thing I wanted to look at is when we think of Christmas, we think of, the song Silent Night. And Silent Night depicts this idea that everything was calm and and everything was just tranquil. But what we read here obviously describes something different. It describes there being a war in heaven. Yeah, so I think sometimes in in what we have been taught, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like there was a rebellion and a fall at the beginning of creation right and then somehow things were pretty chill after that right (laughs) i think that's the way we sometimes think yeah but but instead you see stuff going on around the time of noah's ark yeah you see stuff going on um during the time of job because it talks about satan going to um god and and talking about what he's going to do to job so we see stuff going on in the heavenly realm yeah that we don't see obviously right Right. So this is just a little something that I wanted to share off of one of the groups that I'm in that brings up this Mm -hmm. point about Silent Night. And it says, Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm, all is bright. Here is the problem with art and tradition when it overshadows the scriptures. 
The night of the incarnation was anything but silent and calm. Revelation 12, 1 through 9 does not describe an ancient rebellion where angels were demoted to demons, and it doesn't describe a future rebellion near the end of days. The language, although apocalyptic in genre, clearly described the behind-the-scenes reality of the incarnation, God becoming flesh. It was war. It was a massive attempt on behalf of the serpent and his seed to stop the seed of the woman from being born and reconciling the nations back to the Father. It was a war that had been building since the garden, and now millions of unseen combatants engaged over the birth of a baby. So think about what's going on. You know, there's that verse that says, if they had known what they were doing, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord. Mm -hmm. So what we have going on here is God is all-powerful. He's more powerful, he's more clever, he's more able than the enemy. And you get this picture that that God is bringing this master plan into, um, into reality. Mm-hmm. He's going to come through a woman into the earth as flesh, and the enemy is aware of it at the last minute, and there's rebellion yeah. because he doesn't want this to happen. Yeah, he recognized that, that this was that God was doing something really big here. Yes. Even if he didn't see the whole plan, he did. And so in in the realm that we're in here, we Mm -hmm. see stuff like King Herod and trying to kill the baby, you know, and the things going on. But here it's kind of describing what's going on in the heavenly realm. Mm -hmm. Like Satan, the dragon, he is not going to do this. He's like, no, we've got to get rid of this baby. We've got to stop him. Yeah. And so... Yeah, it makes me picture that night so much different. Yes, God has has this for us, and it's, I think, silent night, holy night. It makes us see the reverence and mm-hmm. the peace of God's strength, which I love yes. in the wording. But to also picture that that's not what it looks like mm-hmm. in the heavenly realm. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a day when Satan would say, nope. Yeah. You know, we cannot have this. We cannot have the Savior being born. Well, and two things, too, I think. The first one is that because I think all of our stories about the birth of Christ take place in the Gospels, Mm -hmm. we don't have this in that story. It's over here in Revelation. So I think sometimes we don't make that connection. And the second thing is this parallel between earth and the spiritual realm, that things can be going on on earth that seem peaceful, but then in the heavenly realm, it's anything but peaceful. And so I think that that can, that can be a parallel to our life too, right? Like we could be going through, um, you know, just living our day to day, but there's a battle going on, like God's fighting for us. There's a spiritual battle, you know? I I just want to add out of a few of those Mm -hmm. verses from verse 12, some things I noticed. The dragon's tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky. Stars often in the Bible are ref- are actually referring to angels. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. saying that they're here now, mm-hmm. they fell from the sky and they're down here with us. And then later it says, the giant dragon is that old snake called the devil or Satan. He leads mm-hmm. the whole world the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like that we need to know here on earth that that is a part of our world and what is out there. But I love that. Then he said, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have now come. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. We're so blessed 
that is the Christmas message. Yes. He has now come and he's changed everything. And I think that is something we truly want to celebrate. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, we just wish everyone a merry, merry Christmas, um, a happy holiday season, uh, a blessed new year as, as that's coming up too. And we just pray God's blessings over you guys. Yes. Yep. We love you guys and hope you have a wonderful Christmas.